hope you guys are doing well. I'm opening this opportunity for live Q&A, but as everyone is coming in with their questions, I want to read this excerpt uh, from my book. And on YouTube, I just got off YouTube, and I was talking about what it means or the importance of increasing or personally develop. And then I went into my book, and I was like, let me read this to the IG people, and I'll be posting this on YouTube and on my podcast later. But I'm going to read this part. It's on page 57 of my newest book, Multipurpose. I'm going to take the time to read it. It says, every day presents an opportunity for us to increase internally and externally and make improvements. No matter how much progress we've made, there is always room for growth and development. It is essential to recognize that our journey towards becoming the best version of ourselves is continuous and never ending. We should strive to increase our knowledge, skills, and abilities and focus on personal development. This includes improving our spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical well-being. By making small changes every day, we can create a significant impact on our lives and the lives of those around us. Improving every day is important. Let me break this down kind of sentence by sentence so we can kind of get a better understanding. It says, every day presents an opportunity for us to increase internally and externally and make improvements. That right there is essential. Every day presents an opportunity. I love the scripture that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day God has made is made different. This Wednesday is not, is not like any other Wednesday or any other day. This day specifically was made uniquely, meaning that my day that was made for me was different. We all share the same Wednesday, but a different Wednesday. That's powerful. We all lived in this Wednesday, this Wednesday, which is, I don't know what today's date is, April, whatever, right? Every one of us was able to uh, wake up into this day, but each of us had a different day made for us. God made our day. Those who really maximize the days that was made for them are those who follow the way or the reason why that day was made. Do you know God made your day like uh, Fortnite or like these other games that got hidden treasure chests, hidden weapons and stuff like that? That there is a way that if we're led by him, we can find the hidden treasures that God made in that day. The devil doesn't know why God made that day for you. God, the devil doesn't know why God made that day for you. All the devil wants to do, all demons want to do, all this demonic system that was made by devils wants to do is to ensure that you're not led. They want to make sure that you're overly fed. They want to make sure that you're dead, but they don't want to make sure that you're led by God. Because if you're led by God in the days that were made for God, then you will find the reason why that day was made. So the first sentence says, every day, excuse me. Every day presents an opportunity. Success happens when opportunity meets preparation. The preparation that I put in the night before sets me up to capitalize on the days, on the success or the opportunities of the next day. So tonight you got to say, I got to do whatever it takes to position myself with preparation to maximize on potential opportunities or guaranteed opportunities that God has made into my tomorrow. Right? It says every day presents the opportunity for us to increase internally and externally and make improvements. No matter how much progress we made, we can't celebrate in past progress. We can't say, oh, I'm, I've made it. No, as a believer, as a preacher, 
I've never made it. And I don't have the mindset of I made it. The only time I know I made it is when I make it through them pearly gates. You see what I'm saying? So when we understand that no matter how much progress we made, there is always room for growth and development, then we will understand that it's essential to recognize that our journey towards becoming the best version of ourselves is continuous. When you have that mentality that say, every day I need to improve. Every day I must improve as a husband because a wife is going <clears> to <throat> is going to evolve. My daughter is going to evolve. My daughter is seven months now. I got to keep evolving as a, as a dad. I got to I got to sharpen my dad's skills before I, before the dad's skills have to be used. I got to sharpen even more my husband blade so I can be a husband every day. I got to make sure that every day I'm looking through, even through challenges, even through tests, even through obstacles in the day, because those days are in our days as well. God allowed those obstacles in your day. God allowed those challenges today because sometimes it's not always treasure that helps us a measure. Sometimes it's tests and trials that helps us measure up. And last a while, right? And so we understand that we'll say, okay, God, I count it all joy when I go through various trials. Knowing this is a testing of my faith produces something. And so every day has an opportunity to increase your patience because anything worth having requires a level amount of patience. An impatient person can't be a good husband or wife. An impatient person can't be a, a good parent. An impatient person cannot be a good whatever, whatever it is, because everything placed in this world requires patience. Seed, time, and harvest, you see? So it's essential to recognize that our journey towards becoming the best version of ourselves is continuous and never ending. It never ends. We should strive to increase our knowledge, skills, and abilities. Imagine if we say, you know what? I'm going to strive every day to increase my knowledge of God's word, increase my knowledge of God, to increase my knowledge of self, to increase my knowledge of my field, whatever field of study. Imagine if we say, you know what, I'm going to increase my knowledge. I'm going to increase my skills. Like I got to increase my writing skills if I want to get to book 11. I got to increase my speaking skills if I want a, a, a better uh, opportunities to be to speak in front of people and, and create generational wealth. I have to increase and you have to increase in your skills. Also, your abilities like responsibility, adaptability, flexibilities, like all those abilities. You see what I'm saying? Then I have to strive that no matter what comes against me, I'm going to strive and make, allow it to make me better. This includes improving our spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical well-being. How well are you? <clears throat> how well are you spiritually? Like, how are you spiritually? Like, think about that. How are you and God doing? How are you and your spirit man doing? How, when was the last time you fed your spirit man a good meal? Is your spirit man over there uh, 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 jealous of your body getting more meals than it? How's your emotional well-being? Who are your emotional triggers? Are you what, What's going on? How's your mental well-being, etc.? So we got work to do. We can always be stronger spiritually. We can always be uh, stronger emotionally, mentally, and physically. So by making small changes, I love this, by making small changes every day, we can create a significant impact on our lives and the lives of those around us. We're not... I'm not advocating for you to make big changes, make small changes. And what happens if you improve? It is unfair to those around us when we don't improve. It is unfair to those around us, those who need us if we don't improve. The issue is we spend more time trying to impress than to improve. If you spent the energy, if we spent the energy that we put in impressing people and into, into improving ourselves, then we will actually really impress people. So that's it. Let me see if I got any questions. 
I kind of gave you guys and gals some time. I'm going to go ahead and wave at y'all. What's going on? Waving, 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 waving. Any questions? It's meant to be a live Q&A. So I want to serve you all. If there's any questions, you can type them. You can join me face to face. All that good stuff. Let me see what 2 Timothy 2, 21 to 23 says. I think I know what it says, but let me just make sure before I just say a random scripture. Fly, 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 fly on air. Let me see. <clears throat> 2 Timothy. I was in 2 Timothy yesterday. So I probably should I should definitely know this by now. Uh oh. There we go. There you go. Them, them Timothy Titus and them be hiding behind James and them. I think. Ain't behind James. Behind, nope. Ain't, ain't in front of James. Nope. They after, I knew they, I knew they was after James. Tim, where you at, man? Where Tim at? Give me one second. Let me find it. Bro, where them Timothy's and Titus's, man? Are they out? Bro. Give me one second. There we go. There you go, Tim. I found Tim. Second Timothy 2. See, I got to highlight it. 221. It says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, use to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee. So I guess you just added some more commentary. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh oh, I don't want to remove nobody. Ain't nobody did nothing crazy on him. All right, we got a question. How can we be more disciplined and consistent in all areas of life? Great question. This book, Multipurpose. I think I've already showed it to you, but I don't know when you jumped in alive. This multi-purpose book right here will show you how to fulfill and find your purposes uh, so you can fulfill your general purpose in life. But let me give you some uh, insights right now. Thank you. Kids said after Thessalonians. I know, man. Coach Todd. You know, pop, Todd. Man, been serving the kids. Long, couldn't find Timothy. How can we be more disciplined and consistent in all areas of life? You have to find the significance of why you must be consistent. In other words, you got to find your why. Why must I be disciplined and consistent all areas? So what I would do is I would tell you start with a dream. Start dreaming. Start dreaming of the life you want to live. Start dreaming of the person you desire to be. Begin to vibe with God and talk to God, looking at the ceiling, talking to God, saying, man, God, I want to be this one day. I want to be a husband. I want to be a family man. I want to be an amazing wife. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a multimillionaire. Whatever it is, dream. And then scale from that dream into reality. And then when you scale from the dream to reality, then you're surrounded with the obvious truths that says in order for you to have that life, there are certain disciplines that have to be in you. So when you feel, I want you to dream big and I want you to feel those dreams. Like for me, I dream of a day where I'm 70, 75 years old and all I got to do is, is wake up and my family want to be there. Like I don't want to be the type of guy where my family make excuses not to come by. I don't want to be the type of dad where my kids be like they'd rather be with somebody else than be with me. I don't want to be in a situation where, where, where my family is like, ah, he's not. No, I want to create a, such a culture and environment where my family loves to be around me. Therefore, when I scale all the way back to my reality, that means I got to put in work with my wife right now. That means I got to put in work with my, my, kid, my kid right now. That means I got to put in my work in those that look to me as a father. I got to put in work now. You see what I'm saying? So that I can see that reality. You got to feel the dream so that you can embrace the disciplines. 
When you feel the dream and you begin to say, hey, this is what I really want to do. This is where I really want to be. Then you will see why you have to be disciplined. Discipline feels bad for a while, but it profits so much. And so now you don't mind being disciplined because you know you don't want certain things to be missing, especially the things in your dream. So practically dream big, write your dream down. And I want you to look at your current life right now and say, is the person that I am right now able to live that dream? If not, then you will begin to be inspired and motivated to be more disciplined and consistent. Because listen, if I want to have houses, a house in the, and that's why I don't like going to the beach. I don't like going to the beach because I can only go to the beach for a week or so. I want to be able to get to the place where I can go to the beach anytime I want. I can go to the mountains, whatever time I want. I want so that means I got to steward money differently. That means I got to be witty with my ideas. That means I got to just tap into God to get witty inventions, generational creating ideas. That means I got to keep writing. I got to keep because one of these books going to take off. One of my ideas is going to take off. Like I, I got to stick with it if I want to live the dream that I want to dream that I don't like I don't want to I don't only want to visit my dreams when I dream. I want my dreams to become realities. So I can't be more disciplined. got to be honest with yourself and say, OK, why am I not disciplined? What are those root issues in my life that makes me lazy or makes me complacent or makes me stagnant? Yo, why has to be so big that it's super motivating? Hope to help. And so define the areas that you want to be more consistent in. Define them. And define the why you want to be more consistent and discipline them. And if you find it hard to be disciplined or consistent in those areas, then find the root reasons why you are the way you are. And then after you do that, tackle those disciplines in, in small increments. So find the most doable, stretchable way to endure that discipline. What I mean by that, I'm not saying to do something super big where you become exhausted, overwhelmed, but do enough. Whereas it's not the littlest, but it's enough of it to stretch you. That's what I'm saying. There. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Flood on air says, what is the gift of prophecy? Does that mean we have the ability to prophesy or be a prophet? Good. Great question. Um, now there's a difference between a gift and an office. A prophet is different than someone who has the gift of prophecy. Like I have a gift. A gift means that I give a it's a gift that I give when I'm led to give it. Office means I function this thing at a high level. So if you have the ability to prophesy, that means you have the ability, you have a gift to prophesy. But it's not like something that you're in the office of, right? Like, I may have a pastor's heart, but I'm not a pastor. I may have apostolic traits, but I don't mean I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hold, I'm going to, right now, I'm going to operate in the office of apostle. Like, I'm, a, I'm, gonna, I'm, a, I'm a great teacher by the help of the Holy Ghost. But it doesn't mean I flew an office teacher. Now, I'm not saying now in time, my office would become very clear, whatever God wants me to be, if he wants me to fivefold. But there's a lot of people who got pastor's hearts, but they're not pastors. So they have the gift to be able to to pastor or or they want to be my pastor, just shepherd. They're good. They're good shepherds, but they don't mean they're a shepherd. Right. And so the gift of prophecy mean that you have the gift to prophesy. Prophet mean you in that office at a high level and then God speaking to you to speak to others and speak to nations, et cetera, et cetera. Hope to help. Hope that, hope that made that clear to you. That's all the questions we got. Anybody want to join me live face to face or they can type their question in. If not, I already spent 30 minutes on YouTube. Uh, so I'm going to give you some time. I'm looking for my phone. It's funny when you're, on, when you're online, you look for your phone, your phone looking at you. <clears throat> Share. Thank you all so much for joining. Share with someone. I'm going to post this out. I'm going to post it. For those who are joining me a little bit later, I'm going to post it. And you'll be able to get the uh, 
why it's important to improve every day message that was in the beginning. I'm going to give y'all time to type y'all's questions up or join me face to face or type your questions in. All that good stuff. Maybe about 30 more seconds. Make sure you check out my book, Multipurpose. Just came out last Wednesday, Multipurpose. How to find and fulfill your purposes in life. And if you're a person that says, Coach, man, I'm struggling with, with uh, work-life balance. Coach, I'm, I'm having a hard time managing my different roles. Coach, man, I got multiple hats and they're not fitting right now. I'm having a hard time. I want to be a multi-purpose person. Coach, I want to fulfill at a high level. Coach, I'm a high-level entrepreneur, man, and, and, I'm, and I'm having a hard time. I'm losing my family. I'm profiting. I'm successful in my business, but I'm losing my family. If you need help with fulfillment, check out IWillFulfill.com. If you want to learn more about how to be a part of a community that can help solve those pain points, man, and so that you can be able to benefit and feel more fulfilled and win your family back. What's the cost of losing your family? What's the cost of losing your marriage? How much divorce costs? How much money are you going to lose? How much time will you lose when your son or daughter starts going crazy? How much is it to, to be on your deathbed realizing you didn't live for God? <clears throat> What's the cost of that? Those feelings feel real. And if you're feeling those feelings, and you're like, hey, man, I want to avoid those feelings. Then check out IWillFulfill.com and see how I can serve you. See how we can grow together. Where can I buy the book? You can get the book on my in the link in my bio. Or on Amazon. Type in multi-purpose Joshua Ezzy. And, and, and that book will be right there. It has audio commentary. It has uh, 12 30-day challenges. It has 30-day challenges for singles, courting couples, husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, men's. <laughs> men's. <laughs> Men, women, teens. I got a 30-day challenge for entrepreneurs. 30-day challenge for wealth builders. This book is filled with resources, man. And I can't wait till you guys enjoy it. QR codes for you to scan and get to certain audio commentary. Man, God has given me some some cool, creative ways to write books. And, and, and every book, he just gives me an opportunity to evolve and, and, and help you guys solve whatever problems that's trying to make you dissolve in it. Uh, Fly says, I appreciate you, bro. I've been listening to you, your ministry years. Thank you so much for listening. I always see your name pop up, fam. Thank you for the support over the years, my brother. So maybe one or two more questions and I'm going to go. So I can go to the gym. Coach trying to get back to Slim Rev, man. Been been one of them years. Years added some pounds on me, but I'm about to, about to be back to Slim Rev. Get back in them, them good numbers. Any other questions? Even food questions. You can ask me food questions, man. I don't, I've been feeling, I don't know what I've been feeling lately. Questions by anything. I'm feeling. Do you believe in the Benny Hinn healing? Man, I went to school with his daughter, so I want to be very careful, you know, respectful. I know her, know their peoples, but no. <laughs> oh, let me stop. <laughs> no. Uh, let me let me be very clear with that. I don't want to be jokingly about that. I don't know one hundred percent, but I'm cautious with it. You know, there's just been some things that came out years ago about some of those things, and and who am I? I don't know because he could be healing people right now. He could have healed people at one point, um, but. I haven't heard from Benny Hinn in years, man. So I don't know what's going on in Benny Hinn's life. But I did go to school with his daughter, man, and, and, and knew her very well. So I always want to be respectful. Top three fruits. Kids said top three fruits. 
Top three fruits of all time. That's a tough question because I'm a... <laughs> almost said I'm a fruity guy, but I, <laughs> I'm not fruity. <laughs> but I, I'm a fruitful guy. There we go. <laughs> I'm not fruity, but I'm very fruitful. And, and I like fruits. Um, top three fruits of all time. Right now, pineapple's number one. Because I got pineapple. I just bought pineapple juice today. Pineapple, because of the, because of the uh, anti-inflammatory uh, qualities and about it. Um, man, that's tough. See, she's saying, whoa, I ain't going to be able to hear this. She's going to tell me. She's going to get on me in school tomorrow. Um, <laughs> pineapple's number one. And y'all post y'all top three fruits too. I want to see what y'all top. It's tough, man. F grapes, top three. I don't. These might be interchangeable. Pineapples. Oh, blueberries. Bam. Those three. Blueberries, pineapples, and grapes interchangeably. Pears used to be number one for me, but I ain't had a good pear in a while. They don't make pears like they used to. My grandfather had a pear tree. So we had good pears. These pears, I don't know. Top three sportsmen of all time. And why? I mean, uh, she, so uh, y'all put your top three fruits in there. Um, top three, like basketball player or sportsman, like sp of all sports. Good question. <clears throat> Michael Jordan, number one. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, number one. My favorite. Now, the top three sportsmen, like of all time, or my top three sportsmen. But the top three sports people of all time would be Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, and, uh, man, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali. Hmm. Man, I, I might be stuck at those two. Um, Deion Sanders. <laughs> you know why I picked those three? Because they, the way they shift culture. I'm I'm intrigued by people who excelled at a high level and shifted culture and impacted culture. I'm um, I'm 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 very intrigued by that, and I identify with those types of people. You know, I connect with those type of people. So, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, and um, Deion Sanders, especially now. My my uh, uncles and them were Dallas Cowboy fans and stuff, so I knew about Deion. But look, what Deion doing right now, man, is very admirable. Uh, Floyd, but I like that list. Thank you for liking my list, man. Yeah, man, Michael. Um, yeah, man, Michael, Muhammad Ali, and Deion Sanders, man. Floyd, yeah, Floyd too, but I never really rocked with his character. Not character, but I, I'm not that type of guy. I'm not flashy like that. But I do admire his, um, I mean, his, I mean, his, his, his skill, man. <laughs> he's, a, he's just an amazing athlete. But those are my three. Who's your three, family? The kid says cherries. You ain't say nothing else? Oh, so we got someone that says orange, pineapples, and peaches. Man, peaches. Like, the best punch of all time is peach punch. Peach punch is the best punch of all time. I mean, one time I was on, I was a young, I was a lad. I was a young man, maybe like 9 or 10 or 11 years old. And I went to this wedding. I was at a wedding, and they had peach punch. Bro, when I said that peach punch, I leaned back. I said, oh, man, I thought I was fat Joe. Lean back. As a young man, I, I said, this right here, flesh and blood didn't make this. This right here is, this, this peach punch is in heaven. I said, peach punch, man, peach punch. So peaches by themselves, probably not. Peach punch, number one. But pineapple's going, unless you're allergic to it, pineapple's going to be in that top three. 
Okay, Ken says cherries, pineapples, and grapes. Ladies like grapes, man. Grapes be number one. My wife, that's 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 top on my wife's honey do list. Get me some grapes. Cherries, I never rock with cherries, man. They be too kind of sour, it's bitter something. Okay, he said, I thought you'll say, oh, okay, I'll go Jordan, Ali, and Floyd. Gotcha. That's not, I mean, I ain't not listen. Dion just because of what's going on right now. But as far as Floyd is in that top three because of what he's done, for sure. I would put Mike Tyson in there. Mike Tyson top five. Strawberries, the best. Strawberries, cool. But strawberries don't be consistent. See, pineapples, you, you, you eat. See, see, strawberries, either, either, either. Half is bad and half is good, or sometimes all is good, or sometimes all is bad. But I never met a pineapple that would that ever that ever like a pineapple like pineapple that ever was like not good to me. Can make sure I ain't skip nobody. All right, we got a question. Why, Lord? Please excuse me if I I don't want to mess your names up. What are your thoughts on spirits being behind this woke era culture? We are saying great question. Let's see how to understand. These are the last days. And, and there's a difference between being woke and awakened. Like a woke person is a person who's, who's been told to look at something. Awakened person is a person that has been enlightened. They can see. Right. Uh, but the spirits be. Yo, man. Oh, man. Listen, the, the big dogs out right now. Big, big demons like they like like their time is about up. And so, so what they're trying to do, the Bible says the last days would be as Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you study and know Sodom and Gomorrah, you look at today's times, you'd be like, man, it's getting pretty close. We're not there yet because Sodom and Gomorrah, they, they, the men's was after the angels. Like the, the one dude that was high the angels, like, man, I'll give you my daughters. And they were like, we don't want your daughters. Give me the men's. Right. We still got a culture of people that still, you know, rocking the right way. But but at this time, man, like, yeah, man, this culture that we live in right now is introducing and and creating the uh, stage for the Antichrist. And so, man, you got to be able to say, man, you got to stand on truth, man, and trust God to keep you. I've, she said that I've never met a pineapple that that didn't want to meet me. I never met a bad pineapple. I maybe them little pineapples that be on pieces. I'm like, man, that's a small pineapple. But, but I, I'm talking about pineapple that I cut. We're not talking about kitty pineapples. We're talking about grown folk pineapples. We're talking about the pineapples where you're going out there and you you getting the pineapple with the pines on it. You know what I'm saying? I've never met a bad pineapple. Pineapple's always been, hello, sir, how you doing? Being very respectful towards me. Pineapples have been really nice to me. I've never met a rude pineapple. I've never met a mad pineapple. Pineapple's been good, but I met some some crazy mean strawberries. I tell you that much. I've never seen a rotten pineapple, but I've seen definitely seen some rotten strawberries, grapes, pineapples, man. That's why I like anything that protects itself. It has pines on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I got an outer shell. You can't, you can't get to me. See, I like a fruit that respects itself, that protects itself. You said, I'm talking about the fact that you use meth. Listen, don't listen. Listen, I've been at work. Yeah, pineapples don't pineapples don't miss. Pineapples are Steph Curry, man. <laughs> pineapples are Steph Curry. All right, time for one or two more questions. I gotta go. I don't even know how long I've been going on, but I know I need to go to the gym. Or I might do one of them little videos downstairs. Any questions before I go? Maybe one or two more, and I'm out.
I love food questions. I love sports questions, man. I love questions, man, about God, all that good stuff. So I do that on IG. YouTube is cool too, but IG has a little bit more engagement when it comes to those type of questions. Be cool. Oh, I'm waving at the new people that just joined. Thank y'all for coming in. I'm waving at y'all. What's your workout regimen for today? Man, I'm going to do chest and back, bro. No, hold on. Today, Wednesday. Probably do lower body fam. If not, I'm going to do, uh, I don't know if y'all know Bully Juice. Bully Juice got some good home workout videos. I might do one of his hit, hilt, hip, H-I-I-T workouts. Hot interval. Hump, dump training. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, I try to get in there, man. Lift heavy, man. When I lift heavy, I sleep good. So I might go in there and get, eh, get one of them heavy lifts in. And come on back to that. I missed your question. Give me one second, fam. Let me scroll up. There we go. <clears throat> As a man, what do you think is most important to prepare you for marriage? Man, good question. Hmm. You can't expect a woman to submit if you're not a submitted man. So you got to practice submission if you want your wife to submit. You got to submit to a mission if you want your wife to submit to the mission that you want them want they, that you are being led by God for y'all both to do. So the best advice I can give you is stay on your knees, fam. Stay humble. Stay in awe of God. Um, love God more than anything. Get to know him personally because there's going to be some things that you can't even tell your wife because you 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 heavy laden. And, and if you and God ain't tight, then you're going to make things tight in your home. So the most thing, more important, most important thing about to prepare for marriage is, is to be close to God so that you can be led and guided. And so what else to prepare for? Prepare to be in. I'm going to give you the real stuff. <clears throat> prepare to be inconvenienced. And what I mean by that, you got to be able to put family first. And sometimes you're going to be inconvenienced. You're going to be wanting to work on something, but you got to be prepared to put everything in their rightful place. That when she comes into your life, she knows that nothing comes before her but God and your well-being. See, God's number one, your well-being is number two, and then her. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be prepared to be inconvenienced, especially when she is operating in her proper place. Also, you got to be prepared um, to be long suffering. You got to be prepared to be understanding. You got to be prepared in your communication. You got to be prepared in and uh, not always getting what you want and be and being sacrificial. And all that stuff gets practiced in your single life. Sacrificing for the things of God. Learning how to endure the bite of sacrifice. Like when you're bit by having this sacrifice, you're, you, you, you frustrated. You don't want to sacrifice, but you do it because you know you're used to it and you know you have to. So a lot of things you got to prepare, man. I'm going to do a video on that, man. I got you. Uh, Lord willing, I'm always trying to do what I, feel, what, I, what I believe the Lord want me to say. But if he pops up within the next few videos, I'll make sure I type, I'll uh, put something together as far as the top five, top ten things a single man must prepare for. Um, that nobody else tell you to prepare for a type of video. I might do that for sure. Wave to some people. It's an arms day for me today. I don't get them arms in, man. Listen, man. I, I, man, I might, I might do some arms today because I didn't get a chance to go to the gym yesterday. Arms, yeah, I might get some arms in today. Man, this is deep. Thank you. You're so welcome, family. Amir, what's going on, man? Good to see you, man. Joining my lives. I better go.
It's 7.44. And I better get myself ready because I'll, you know, uh, to lift and then get some rest tonight. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining me in this live. It will be reposted. Um, and y'all might catch me again tomorrow. Get your questions ready, man. Let's talk about anything tomorrow. Lord willing. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Catch you next time. Peace.